Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Three days of live coverage from the Sunbelt Baseball Tournament, Montgomery, Alabama. We're at River Walk Baseball Park in downtown Montgomery. Bob and Luke on a windy cloudy afternoon. Luke, uh, the wind may be a factor here today. It's really blowing. It's blowing out, and uh, we saw that in the game that just preceded this as Troy knocked off Appalachian State. We'll talk more about that one in in the program, but some real shots out, and there's a train track uh, right in left field, and man, those trains were in uh, danger a a few of the uh, times, but yeah, we're up here just behind third base on the suite level. Great setup for the Sun Belt. Had us a good lunch, and watching the Golden Eagles, Tanner Hall right beneath us warming up. Don't let anybody tell you the American train industry is unhealthy because it really never stops here uh, in Montgomery, Alabama. Special coverage of the Sunbelt Tournament sponsored by Warren & Warren Asphalt Company, by Genesis of Hattiesburg, by Paris Tractor Company, and of course, as always, by Southern Bank Corps, and of course, all of our great uh, Eagle Hour sponsors who are always with us, (coughs) excuse me, are with us today. One hour show today, two hour show tomorrow. We'll be back here Friday. We're going to kick things off. We've got uh, Andrew Abadie with us from Pine Belt Sports. No relation to Chuck Abadie. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you found out my secret. I think people just read my stuff because they think I'm his kid. <laughs> Have you been asked that before? I, I could retire at this point, if I'm being honest. <laughs> hey, man, we're glad to have you here. And uh, your thoughts, I know you cover the Golden Eagles closely. I see you all year after every game when we're all down there trying to uh, get interviews and whatnot. But uh, your thoughts, I, I, let, me, let me tell you my thinking and then you tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's been a remarkable coaching job when you consider everything that was lost to Major League Baseball, to the portal, to graduation, to have these guys here ranked 16th in the country, 12th in one poll, and uh, really playing to uh, maybe win another conference championship. You know, I saw them ranked 9th in another poll. Um, But, yeah, no, you're totally right. It just seems like after that Coastal Carolina series, they clicked on the mound and inside the batter's box. It was like... Maybe Coastal just poked the sleeping giant. I, I don't know. But we all knew that they were capable of playing to this potential and being in this position. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like how the pitching has finally come together. They finally know what the pieces are. The hitting is obviously a lot better than what it was earlier in the year. They're just finally consistent in all platforms of the game. Right. Uh, last week, great example of that. Uh, 
they've got what it takes to win this, right? I would think so, especially with this bracket for them. I mean, the biggest team that they have to worry about is Troy. I, I do kind of worry about JMU because the guy that they're pitching today is who he had decent success against them on that Saturday game during the season. He threw five innings, only gave up three hits, and then they got to the JMU bullpen and you know kind of ran away with it. Um, but, you know, JMU hit Tanner Hall really well. Uh, I think they had 12 hits on him, and it's not like JMU is, is a bad hitting team by any means. And with the way this wind is blowing today, this is going to be a hitter's ballpark for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at what what they're, they are for the year, 302. And like you said, when you go back, and, and I think we, we said this, though, Andrew, you and I talking, that was really, that was, a, was the week before Coastal. And although Tanner won that game, he really didn't hit his stride until after the Coastal series, but yeah, his line that day, five and a third pitch, 12 hits, five runs, three of those aren't, only struck out four, and so, you know, as Tanner Hall warms up beneath us to uh, to Rodrigo Montenegro, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder getting to face this team again. For sure, and you know, for the Golden Eagles to make a deep run, uh, him and uh, Billy Oldham need to go seven innings, bare minimum. They need to keep that bullpen intact. You want to keep Mazza, Armistead, Storm, I'm sure will probably pitch in this game or the next, but you know, if you're if you want to make it to Sunday, you have to hope to you have to keep the bullpen clean. And you know, the, if Matt Adams is at his potential, you don't have to worry about that as much. But you know, come to the semifinals, you're playing somebody who's playing good baseball, and he's you know he's still dealing with that shoulder. We, we all know he's not what he was at the start of the yeah. season, and he's been up and down. You're probably going to have to go into the bullpen in that game, no question. So uh, Tanner Hall going seven innings is, I think, a must today. On the offensive side, lineup for the Eagles today, Matt Edsel leading off Dickerson. Second, Wilkes third, Sergeant fourth, Reese Ewing fifth, Danny Lynch uh, batting sixth, Monastere, then Pato. And then what we've been looking at, who's going to catch? Rodrigo gets the call today, 375. James Madison does have 81 stolen bases, which would say, man, that's a lot. But you faced a team with double that last weekend. But, but Rodrigo, I mean, the bat's been incredible. What's your thought about the, the lineup today? Uh, well, first off, I think Blake and Rodrigo are having great seasons as catchers. Both of them are just uh, – they've taken huge steps compared to last season. Um, and, but, yeah, Rodrigo has definitely had the hot bat. He's been typically Tanner's catcher even going back to last season. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a good move. You know, he, he filled in for an injured Slade Wilkes on Sunday in that DH role and didn't really miss a beat with him getting on base. And, you know, Rodrigo is one of those guys that if there's runners in, in scoring position, he's going to put the ball at play. He's not going to yeah. go down swinging. It's not going to be something bad. Um, I like what they do. Uh, I like what he's been doing this season. And, uh, you know, it's it's this lineup that's been working for them the last, what is it, 16 games or yeah. whatever? Yeah, really good. We're live here at the Sunbelt Tournament in Montgomery. Andrew Abadie from Pine Bell Sports sitting in with Bob and I. Yesterday, James Madison to play the Eagles today. They defeated Old Dominion 2-1. to one. That's a single elimination to Old Dominion out of the tournament. And then last night in the nightcap, Georgia State knocking Georgia Southern out of the tournament 8-5. to five. The game before this, uh, Troy had a comfortable lead, and App State put a four spot on um, – 
on uh, the Trojans in the top of the ninth, and then Troy tied it and then won 10 to 9 in extra innings. And uh, later today, Coastal Carolina will take on Georgia State, and tonight a one everybody's kind of watching Texas State and Louisiana. But Bob, coming up, Southern Miss, who swept James Madison, and man, it's hard to beat a team four times that in the same makes season. Me a little nervous. I think back to Texas El Paso a few years ago. Andrew commented he remembered that uh, beat them the last three games of the year, and then lost the first game. But let's not put any bad mojo uh, on the team. Pitching so important, Andrew, in tournament play, as you analyze this field, what what teams do you think have the deepest pitching staffs? Deepest pitching staff? Well, you know, the interesting thing about the Sun Belt, it's, you know, last year CSA had some really good pitchers. I don't know if, if it's as a cross, you know. Um, like, you look at Coastal, right? Great hitting team, but... After two days, I don't know where their pitching staff is going to be. Um, I, I think Troy can piece it together for sure. Um, Louisiana, who, who knows? They're, they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. One minute they look great, and the next minute, you know, it's it's tough to know what they'll look like. But I think Louisiana's got enough pitching that they can make it. And Texas State, if they're healthy, they have a really good pitching staff as well. They may be the dark horse of the whole yeah. deal. They, I mean, they they. Their hide's got to be chapped. I mean, you get swept by Louisiana, and you get the opportunity, you know, to, to rematch them um, in, in a little bit. I, I think they could be, too. What about this park? Um, because one of the things that's been said about Coastal coming in is that they play in a smaller park. Now, with this win today, I don't think it's going to matter. because, But, I mean, it is a deeper park, 395 in less center, 400 straight away. And it's got some short porches on it, but, I mean, this is a really good minor league park. Yeah, like you said, if, if the wind is like this all week, which the weather is supposed to be kind of like this all week. It might not really matter. I think I think if you hit a train with a home run ball, you should get two runs instead of one. But a good chance that could happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's um, it's different than Biloxi. It's different than what they've been in the past. I mean, this is a it's going to be an interesting park to play in. For uh, no question about it. What's your thought of this being the site of the tournament? Uh, basketball, of course, is in Pensacola. We all know really how wonderful it was when CU. USA played on the Gulf Coast. You see this as being the long-term home? No. Um, my understanding is that when they, and, and I know they like playing here, they like the stadium, the accommodations, but when they made the arrangement for this park, it was during the old Sun Belt when it kind of made more sense. And, you know, I do think after their contract is up, they're going to look elsewhere, whether it be Pensacola, Biloxi, or maybe something else that's central for everybody. But, you know, I think after their two years, they're probably going to move on. I mean, we were talking about this walking up. The, you could almost play this at the Baby Cake Stadium in New Orleans as well, you that's know, because a, that's an awful stadium. It, it is, but <laughs> but what I'm getting at is you know, the league offices there. But I think because of the connections, I think Bob wants it back in Pensacola, and the connections make sense for it to be in Pensacola. Well, I think it makes a lot of sense. That's a gorgeous stadium down there, right on the bay. And uh, I was allowing you to, to compliment your home state. And uh, no, you didn't, you didn't no, 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 no. There's a reason there's not a minor league team there anymore. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Pensacola is kind of what makes sense. But I know they it's it's been the thought has been there, but trying to work it out with that team out there is, is kind of a problem. And then you also run into Pensacola during, you know, basketball tournament is manageable, but Pensacola during summertime, yeah. that's going to be a lot harder to do in terms of trying to get hotels yeah. and whatnot. Makes sense. Uh, 
Yeah, and the Gulf Coast is a great place, but I don't know what other schools would think about that. Perfect place. Yeah, it's, it'll. Be, I, I know they're they're going to have the discussion when yep. this is done. Whether it's not whether they decide to come back here or not, I don't know. But there there is going to be that discussion. How many strikeouts Tanner got today? I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I don't do predictions. That's a safe. <laughs> but uh, yeah. he's the guy you want on the mound. That's right. No question about it. Andrew, thank you, man. We appreciate you sitting in. Thank you for having me Andrew on. Andrew Pine Pinebelt Sports. We're broadcasting live from Riverwalk Park in Montgomery, Alabama. And the Eagle Hour will be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back to Riverwalk Stadium in Montgomery, Alabama, as the Golden Eagles are getting ready to take on James Madison University. And yet the 14,721st train uh, is moving by the ballpark. Patrick McGee is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ooh, that's a bad place. Uh, He, of course, works for NOLA.com. He's our go-to guy on the Saints. But we're going to talk a little baseball today with you, Patrick. Golden Eagles here in Montgomery. A lot of expectation the Eagles could win this thing. If Southern Miss were to win the tournament, Patrick, will there be a regional in Hattiesburg? Yeah, I, I think the odds would be in their favor, uh, just based on where the Sunbelt Conference stands in overall RPI rankings. I believe they're number five overall, and they've been in that position for a while now. Uh, so, yeah, I think when you have a Coastal Carolina that, that, that won the regular season, they're in position to host, and Southern Miss, who was just a game out, you know, wins the, the conference tournament. I think Southern Miss, by that point, RPI should be top 20. And I would think... The resume is there and that Southern Miss would host. But, you know, part of that also depends on what uh, happens elsewhere, whether, you know, Texas clearly went in the Big 12, you know, conference tournament or some other things happening. Uh, I think East Carolina losing uh, yesterday helped Southern Miss's cause. So I, I think, yeah, I think when they win the conference tournament, they, I would say like an 80% chance they're going to be hosting. All right, but you got to win it. And uh, we were talking earlier, we think Texas State may be a sleeper uh, in this tournament. Troy's a pretty good baseball team. But the, the, the good news for Southern Miss is that Texas State, Coastal, and Louisiana are all on the other side of the bracket. So they're only going to yeah. have to play one of those teams if they can get through this side. Yeah, it, it stacks up fairly well for them. And, and and we'll see what happens in, in, the, in the days ahead. These these tournaments can get weird. You hope there aren't too many delays. I know there's already been a slight delay for Southern Miss coming into this game. Uh, it's a tough turn. It's a tough field. Uh, there are no gimmies. Uh, you know, there's no. You know, it's kind of weird to look at the field and not see a South Alabama, but it's still a tough field out there. Uh, it's it's a it's it's probably going to be tougher than any tournament that Southern Miss has played in. Uh, even go back to you know several years in the conference USA. This is this is a different setup. Patrick, uh, one of the things helping that RPI Troy won. So if yeah. Southern Miss uh, were to win today, they could play Troy tomorrow, and then hopefully Troy would come back out of the losers bracket if the Eagles were to beat them tomorrow. And so you know you you could possibly if you beat Coastal Carolina, you'd have you know three wins against the top 35 RPI, and, uh, and and that would help. So, yeah, I mean, 
either way, you, you're just going to have to have to win it. And uh, Tanner Hall warming up uh, right right in front of us. And kind of your thoughts, you know, as we head into postseason, just when you when you look at what he did last year and what he did this year, pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. Other than the strikeout count, he kind of bested his numbers. Yeah, I think in some they'll play aside from maybe that Coastal Carolina series, he really dominated. Uh, you know, I wouldn't expect anything else out of him uh, there in Montgomery. So I, I think Tanner Hall, you're going to see the absolute best out of him. He closed so strong and went deep in the game and really struck out a lot of guys. I think he, he's, he's playing with a little bit of a chip right now. He's got that kind of aggressiveness on the mound and really closing out batters. So I think coming into the conference tournament, I expect him to deliver today for Southern Miss. Let's uh, let's go down the Big Easy. Um, I saw a pretty cool picture with uh, with Carr and Olave working out, and another fun story with uh, apparently Carr's kid knows the Saints snap count, and he's been yelling it around the house. But just seems like <laughs> Derek Carr um, is uh, is is moving into New Orleans nicely and settling in. Yeah, in a lot of ways, he seems to be kind of that perfect fit. Uh, you know, he's always said the right things going back to his days with the Raiders. Uh, Drew Brees was kind of that same way. So it's interesting to kind of see somebody in that role who's got some Brees traits to him, you know, uh, on a personal level. So I expect the Saints fans to really kind of embrace Derek Carr. He's a likable guy. He's, you know, he's he's not always had his, you know, he's had his critics throughout his playing career, but it'll be interesting to see if he can really kind of thrive in a, in a stable environment where he's got his playmakers available week in and week out. I think the Saints are just an overall better team than the Raiders, personnel-wise. The Raiders are just so unpredictable. The Saints are, the Saints are a talented football team, Patrick. I believe they have the talent to uh, be a Super Bowl contender if he plays like, hopefully, you know, they hope that he will. Yeah, well, I mean, when I say stable, that stability goes all the way up to the ownership, you know, when it comes to the Saints. They just didn't have that with the Raiders. You know, it's, it's really continuity throughout the organization, uh, something that really Derek Carr has not had at all uh, throughout his career. So can he thrive in a situation uh, to where they give him everything he needs to be successful? He's going to have, if Michael Thomas is out there healthy, uh, if Alvin Kamara is out there, say, for maybe more than half the games this season, uh, he's going to have the players he needs. Uh, he's got good depth at running back and, at, you know, at receiver now. So I, I think across the board, as long as that offensive line holds up, which I expect it to, they have a chance to be a really good offense. But, I mean, go, going back to Southern Miss a little bit, I don't think they necessarily need to win the conference tournament to, to put themselves in the position to host. I just think they need to get to the title game. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I heard Kendall Rogers, and, and uh, you're, you're not the first person to say that, and I think that's exact, I think you're exactly right on that. Um, simply because you will probably ha- you will have to beat Troy, and you're gonna you know, and you can get yeah. a, a, that that RPI. So let me go back to the Saints real quick. I mean, there's a couple mm-hmm. dynamics too. The schedule is favorable this year, as well as I mean, you know, yeah, you've got a what you've got a division with four new quarterbacks, and Bryce Young's gonna mm-hmm. take a couple years. Don't know what you're gonna get out of Baker Mayfield, and who knows what's gonna happen continually with the Falcons, right? So it just seems like if if there's a pretty good transition with cards, Saints got to be the favorite to win the South. You, you have a pretty good idea of what you're going to get out of everybody that's pretty much in the fold for the Saints coming into the season. The rookies aren't going to be expected to like carry the load. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be important that those guys make a contribution. But the the depth chart was already looking pretty solid coming in. So yeah, I think if you look, there's just so much to kind of be determined with some of these other teams. Even though I think the think the Falcons and Panthers 
did a good job in improving their, their rosters, but I think the Saints are a team that's going to have uh, really kind of a team that can kind of get out there week one and, and really be at their best. Uh, that can't, can't be said for the rest of the division. All right, Patrick, game's underway here. We just uh, brought up the first uh batter and let's see Tanner Hall has struck out the first batter on four pitches so that doesn't really surprise you right Patrick? No no he's he's been dealing lately and he's been really pitching to the strikeout and getting a bunch of those. Uh, he is so much fun guys to watch it and I don't know if the kid will be in the zone today but when he's really locked in Patrick he's as much fun to watch as uh, I think anybody that's come through here since Nick Sandlin. Yeah, I was there in Oxford for the, the regional there whenever he really kind of had his coming out party and really shut down Ole Miss and relief. And he's really been pretty unstoppable, you know, really, really dominant ever since. So I, I consistency is close to Sandlin level when it comes to Tanner Hall. I think he's, yeah, I think Sandlin stands out as number one. The Hall is a very close second. I will have to ask you this. Uh, it's just for, for our listener banner. Were your eyebrows raised at all when you saw the Ferris announcement earlier in the week? <laughs> no, no, not 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 really. No, I, I you know, I, it, 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 you know, it, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, Patrick's been around a while. You can that's a that's a that's a good answer. That's, that's a, a quality answer. answer, Patrick. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, last question. Uh, we about about a minute left, and let me go back to the Saints. What what's Miller's role going to be if Kamara is able to to you know play a lot of the season? Uh, Kendra, you say Kendra Miller's role? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think they need him to be kind of that Kamara type player. He didn't really, you know, catch the ball a whole lot out of the backfield. Um, but, you know, he, he's somebody that's capable of doing that. And the, Saints, the Saints think he's capable of doing that. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how Miller evolves as a pro running back. And he's, I think he's somebody that we're just kind of seeing scratching the surface a little bit. That's cliche, but I, th- I think that's what we're getting in Miller. All right, Patrick, we're always grateful for your input, man. Uh, enjoy yourself in uh, Baton Rouge, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, guys. All right. Patrick McGee, everybody. Mason Dunaway just doubled down the right field line, and so uh, we've got one out here in the top of the first. And uh, kind, of, Madison, kind of a blooper. Yeah, it was yeah, a blooper. Kind of a blooper. Right, right on the line, but uh, he's on second, and let's see what Tanner Hall can do now. But, yeah, um, a lot of Golden Eagle fans uh, coming in here, a lot of them finding their way behind the home plate. I, I think I will, Bob, after we go off at, at two, sneak back there behind home plate just to watch the changeup dip and dive, you know, see what he does. But, yeah, I mean, one thing with James Madison, they do make a lot of contact, uh, and, and that's what they did against him earlier in the season. And, you know, one thing – Saw what they did yesterday. They didn't hit that that well yesterday. So, James Madison, um, maybe taking that approach to other teams to take swing early in the zone on Tanner Hall. Let me say this, Luke. I just see a guy behind us, Coastal Carolina guy, and their shirts are as ugly as their football field. <laughs> Shots. They'll play uh, later today. Change those colors. <laughs> All right. We're here in uh, Montgomery. Baseball is underway. Time to take a break. We'll be right back. More Eagle Hour after this.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Special coverage of the Sunbelt Baseball Tournament from Montgomery, Alabama, sponsored by Warren and Warren Asphalt. They don't do highway work, Luke, and they They never will. They don't do highway work. Genesis of Hattiesburg. Hello to our good buddy Kevin and uh, Mr. Grubbs back in Hattiesburg. Paris Tractor Company and, of course, Southern Bancor, who sponsors all of our road trips. We've got uh, Demon Mixon with us now from the Student Prince. We're in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, Tanner Hall retired. Uh, JMU in the top of the first. Uh, we have one out. Let's say, no, I'm sorry. We have two, two. outs. Dustin just flew out to yeah. center field after Etzel struck out to start the inning. Wilkes at the plate. All right. So, uh, David, we're glad to have you here on the show with us. And uh, we know you cover this baseball team for the student prince. That's got to be a good job. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's been it's been a lot of fun uh, getting to have the opportunity to cover this team. Um, you know, one of the premier Premier teams of college baseball and having that opportunity at um, in the college level is really really good. So I know you did work with the super intern Nathan. Does he still require y'all to call him the super intern? You know we, we haven't called him that in a while. He he recently graduated, which is uh, he's gone. Is, yeah, and you're glad. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, no. I mean we we love Nathan, but um, you know I'm happy for him. He's he's doing good and on his way to greater things than the student prints, I guess. Well, I, I do want to ask you that though because. I loved when I was a student athlete playing football at Southern Miss. I really appreciated the coverage that the student prince gave um, because it was, you know, one of our peers. You guys are kind of taking that to the next level, man. I mean, you've got the Fourth Street Sports yeah. podcast and the radio show. It's really cool whenever I follow you guys on social media, seeing you guys interview student athletes and coaches inside your own studio. Right. How, how did kind of the genesis of y'all beefing that up come about? Yeah, I mean, it, Charlie Luttrell, is, a lot of our, our listeners know him. Um, him and also and Lindsay both um, started Fourth Street, and and the vision was to create an atmosphere where we can be college athletes with the college athletes on the field. So um, while we we love having coaches on and and um, different USM voices on or whatever, the the, the student athletes being um, interviewed by other college athletes because you know we're all just college kids, and yeah. you know you'll hear the baseball team talk about all the time that they're just college kids playing a game that they love. You know, and and we wanted to highlight that and kind of give it a different aspect than uh, the normal media aspect of it, of it all. And you bring up a good point because we we played some interviews that Bob did uh, with Dickerson Lynch and who was the other one? Montenegro. Yeah, well, Montenegro yeah, right. will be tomorrow. Uh, Justin, Justin Storm. Yeah, Justin Storm. And and Danny got emotional. Dustin got a little emotional. And my whole point was to our listeners: remember, these are college kids. And I mean, I know that you have that unique perspective. You know, you you don't you see them as it's not only you know guys uh, that play, but guys that go to class. Right, and that's a yep. good perspective to keep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, exactly. I mean, there's several. Uh, football is a good example of that. You see a lot of football players in your class, and you can kind of wave at them, and just kind of just a, a unique aspect that you know a lot of the Southern Miss fans may not be able to see that. They see the, the players on the field, they see them at the games, and that's really the only interaction they have with them unless they see them out in the town. But you know, we can just see you know Trey Lowe. I, I remember last from last year, he was just he was in one in one of my one of my classes. Zach Wilkie was in one of my classes, and I'd see him every other day, and you know shake his hand and say how you doing and stuff. 
Yeah, and uh, and David, a lot of fans lose perspective of that. They mm-hmm. they they get so serious about right. it that yeah. they forget these Definitely. are these are young men. It was real evident on the field uh, Saturday afternoon uh, that that's what they are. You know, they're very young men. All right, what's been uh, what's been your take of this baseball team this year? We think this may be the best coaching job we've seen in a long time because of so much uh, of the bullpen being lost, yeah. and yet here they are. Yeah, I mean, I remember the, the very beginning of the season, we were, you know, Fourth Street, we were talking about um, the expectations for the team, and we were saying that everybody should kind of chill out. This is a bullpen. I think it had 14 arms or something like that that had never even thrown a collegiate pitch, and there was a lot of, uh, a lot of talk on uh, what they could do from last year, but I think, you know, you saw the growing pains throughout the season, right? You saw the you saw the struggles, but you know what? They kept it together. They're sitting here at 37 and 16, and in prime position here in Montgomery to um, to challenge for a Sun Belt title in their inaugural year. I think that um, they fulfilled the expectations. Um, you know, a lot of people think the expectation should be to host, and I think you know that that's a that's a tough ask. I really do. I think it's a tough ask in the league they play in, and they're still in that bubble position to host and. Um, you know, I think if they did really well here and some other things happen, that's possible. But I think that uh, there's no disappointments. Uh, and I think the team has only gotten better as the season gone along, and they're, they're clicking at the right time. Yeah, I mean, you, you expect to host. Yeah, you do, but you hosted last year. But, right. I mean, you haven't done it very often in your history. Right. And uh, I think people got – you got to cover it last year. Yeah. We had three weekends of postseason yeah. baseball. Crazy. That never happened. Crazy. Pete, like – it was exhausting. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the conference tournament, the regional, and the super regional, that, that'll never happen again. Yeah, I, I, that was wild. I mean, I, I think I, they, were, they had a little church where they had all the food. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, uh, we were Miss Kim killing up that, that church Bush, three weeks in a row. Absolutely. So, uh, Tanner Hall, as uh, another one of those pitchers uh, pitches gets missed by the uh, James Madison Batter, uh, 2-2 count here in the top of the second. No score between James Madison and uh, Tanner Hall um, as he strikes him, strikes him and, out. And if I may add, Luke, if we could if we could contact that lady Miss Kim, cook that food and get her up here after what we had for lunch today, hey, Ms., we, uh, we kind of miss Miss Kim. Miss Kim, hey, Miss Kim fed us, uh, fed With the football girl. team. I agree. That, and, that was an insane media. That was the best media meal that I've seen. And I'm sure. There was a lot of people from other schools that said, this is Normal for a hell oh, yeah, man. This is, well, they're making up for it this year. If I'm not, today, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to, uh, to say anything. But um, yeah, we we got um Andrew's take, Damon. I like your take also. I yep. mean, uh, you know, this is a minor league ballpark, double mm-hmm. A affiliate. Um, Andrew didn't think that you know this tournament would probably stay here. Bob Bob wants to go to Pensacola, and I, I think there's 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 probably a statement to be made that probably in the in the few years because of. With the conference expanding into West Virginia and more yeah. in Virginia, you got to look at you know possibly a, another location for the tournament. Yeah, I mean it is kind of odd. I would say that um, I, I agree with with that. I think the the location of the tournament's been in Montgomery for a while now. I think, but um, uh, yeah, I, I would I, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved it. I, I would say somewhere like New Orleans wouldn't be that bad of an idea. I like the Pensacola idea. Um, but if you're you're right, where now that the Sun Belt's expanding into West Virginia, maybe in a more central Nashville, something like that. I don't know, but um, you know, yeah, that, I, I think that 
it is a little just in a weird spot here in Montgomery, but um, we won't get Pensacola was great. We won't get Biloxi because <laughs> of the home crowd. Biloxi yeah. was per- actually <laughs> take out the home crowd thing. I mean, Biloxi is perfect. Yeah, a little bit of an advantage for us, but uh, yeah, but I mean, if you look at it in comparison, I mean, we're what forty five minutes from Troy. And, yeah, that's a good. I point. mean, and then they put it in Gulfport. You're an hour from Southern. I mean, you know, I think that no. I think it's almost that would be a great place. Well, if we play into the weekend, I anticipate you'll see a lot of gold here. Oh yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people saying if, if they if they get to Saturday or Sunday, they're coming. So and and I want to mention this for our listeners too because uh, I mentioned about how I appreciate the student prints coverage. Dima is at most football games, no matter where they are. Um, he's been at a lot of basketball games, and that's one of the things you guys have tried to do, not just right from afar and uh, you know throw a paragraph in the prints. Like this is real coverage, and it's it's one of the. Uh, I just see you guys kind of raising the standard for student journalism at Southern Miss going forward. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I really enjoy doing it. Um, I really enjoy everybody following along. My first time ever on uh, Super Talk, so that's a pretty big pretty big market right there. But um, appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and um, we just want to just provide a unique aspect on, on student journalism that, or on journalism in general to have a unique view of the, the, the student athletes. And, Bob, I know. You, uh, been in journalism all your life, these guys having this type of experience and getting oh. exposed to this type is, is going to help them in their careers. It's priceless for you. I mean, yes. it, it's the it's your ticket. Yes. And uh, and, and I want to I want to follow up with what Luke said. Uh, you guys, uh, you you're doing an exceptional job. Thank and, uh, you. From your podcast to your reporting, and like Luke said, the fact that you're legitimately reporting, you're traveling, and and eyewitnessing events and then reporting on them. So uh, we commend you guys. Thank we you. think you guys have just done a really outstanding Appreciate job. It. And in all your travels, if you run across one Kelly Santer, <laughs> run away. Yes, avoid him and do not get suckered into going up to a meal with him because he will mysteriously disappear just as he finishes his third dessert. And you just need to remind him that that you're a uh, you're a college student. Um, got got about a minute left. Um, you're just get your student thought perspective on uh, on Coach Barry. Man, uh, you know, my family knows him, and and, uh, I think that, I'll tell you what, I don't think he could have gone out any better, and I don't think he's leaving this this program in any better state in Christian Ostrander. It has been an honor to cover him. That's what I've been telling everybody. It's an honor to cover him over the last two years, and to cover this transition is another honor. Um, One of the greatest coaches and 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 man i know like i mean he's just incredible the the impact he has on the kids on the college students is what i want what i would highlight to everybody besides all of his accomplishments that's what i would highlight that these men have they have become young men no question Dima, thank you, man. Thanks so much for having me. We enjoyed having you. We'll see you here all week, all right? Yes, sir. All right, Dima Mixon, everybody, from the Student Prince. We'll be talking to one of our road sponsors next as uh, we are still in a scoreless baseball game, bottom of the second inning. Stay with us.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Um, this one just a reminder of what's already happened in the Sun Belt tournament yesterday. James Madison defeated Old Dominion. That was a single elimination game. Uh, Georgia State put out Georgia Southern. Appalachian State sent Troy to. Oh, I'm sorry, Troy sent Appalachian State to the uh, losers bracket. Troy won that game ten to nine before this one. Uh, Southern Miss James Madison right now no score after this one. Coastal against Georgia State and tonight Louisiana against Texas State. We want to thank Warner Warren Asphalt, Genesis of Hattiesburg, Southern Bank Corps for special sponsorship of our road trip and Paris Tractor Company. Patrick Hawk is the manager with uh, Paris Tractor back in the beautiful Pine Belt. And uh, Patrick, first of all, thanks to you and and uh, Paris Tractor for uh, sponsoring the show. And I know that uh, Paris Tractor, a huge Golden Eagle athletic supporter. Man, yeah, we love our Golden Eagles. We absolutely do. We're we're proud of the season they had and they put up, and, and I think it's going to carry right over into this tournament, don't you? Well, I hope so. We're a little we're a little anxious here with the uh, nothing nothing start after two innings, but uh, but we we tend to be that way. Uh, we think that uh, as long as uh, Tanner Hall throwing strikes, we're we're in good shape, and uh, the team will eventually come around and score some runs. Look, we really do appreciate uh, Parrish Tractor. I, I know that all through the baseball season, the that Parrish uh, sponsored uh, some of the events at uh, Pete Taylor Park, and uh, you guys have a real appreciation for the value of the university uh, in the Pine Belt, don't you? Yeah, we do. It's, it's awesome that we have such a big university that, that really draws from our, our local kids and, and everybody like that. That really, really says a lot about the program that you don't have to go too far to find great talent. No, absolutely not. And, uh, you know, Paris Tractor Company, uh, we know a lot about them, but uh, but just for our listeners that may not and listeners uh, in other parts of the state, you guys are really a regional dealership. And to say tractors is a little misleading. There's a lot more to it than just that. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, 50% of our business is probably construction equipment, too. Um, you know, we got a lot of lawnmowers, too. We carry full line of Kubota products from hay and forge, uh, construction, like I said, and, and lawnmowers. And, and we also carry Exmark lawnmowers. Um, we've spread out all across the Pine Belt even even further. We've got a new location in Robertsdale, Alabama now. Um, been on board now for about a year. Good good location, awesome place down there. But we've got a place in Meridian, too, um, and then the original store down in Popperville, and then my store here in Hattiesburg. Right. And I know that uh, she, she's, she's at William Carey now, but one of our favorite uh, Southern Miss athletes over the last couple of years has been basketball player Rose Warren. And uh, didn't I see her out there uh, doing some commercials for your Exmark uh, mowers? Yeah, we did. She got a uh, she had a pretty good little um, Neil deal there. Our Exmark rep is actually from her hometown of Puckett. Um, so, uh-huh. Yes, that was, was a lot of fun getting to kind of experience that that new new side of college sports yeah she's a she's a great athlete a really good kid uh, and and easy on the eyes is that not fair to say Patrick I would agree with that you got a great personality too <laughs> 
No, she's she's a wonderful young woman and did a great job uh, with Southern Miss basketball. Well, look, man, we want to do a thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we're really grateful to Paris Tractor uh, for jumping in here and uh, helping sponsor our coverage out here. And hopefully, uh, Patrick, when we all get back into town, we'll be celebrating a conference championship. Well, that'd be great. I'm a I'm a I'm a bulldog at heart and went to school there, but uh, I think we're all pulling for USM right now. <laughs> I How think cool would that I, you know be what? If we had I think, three years in a row all in the state of Mississippi. Well, there's there is no question, and I, I think probably uh, I think there are probably a lot of state guys like you that are pulling for Southern Miss. We we certainly are. Thank you, Patrick. We appreciate your time very much. Yes, sir. All right, Paris Tractor Company, one of our uh, sponsors of our term. All right, Luke, two-hour show tomorrow, and uh, it is really going to be a good one. We've got Jeremy McLean. We've got Commissioner Keith Gill, the commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference. We've got Gabe Montenegro and his father, and uh, and I'm sure we're going to pull up some other surprises. One to three o'clock tomorrow here. Got to ask Momo. He went to his first high school baseball game this week. Watched Trey Sutton and the West Jones Mustangs out there in Soso. So got to ask Momo about that tomorrow and i'll tell you what it's going to be an an excellent show tomorrow and um you know with with uh with rodrigo um being a senior this year and and them being able to talk about that and the lynches and the montenegros will end their careers together and that's a shot from peyto and it's going to be called sorry bob got you excited Oh, right outside the 400 foot wall. Yeah. Also, we're going to ask Gabe Montenegro about his crashing the intramural softball league and the turmoil. <laughs> and interrupting ball. the ESPN Plus broadcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we're looking forward to that. Uh, appreciate Michael Mergens back in the studio producing all of this for us. And, and again, we want to thank our special coverage uh, sponsors Warren and Warren Asphalt, Genesis of Hattiesburg, Paris Tractor Companies. Southern Bank Corp. That wraps up day one, day two tomorrow at one o'clock. Zero zero, bottom of the third. We hope you join us tomorrow at one. Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.